0: Hi, I'm Paul Stringfellow and welcome to Tech Interviews. On this week's show, we get smart with networks as we talk all about intelligent network automation. So settle back and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Paul Stringflow. Welcome to another edition of TechInn's Views. So on this week's show, we're going to be kind of dipping into the world of infrastructure modernization. uh, And this time with a specific focus on the world of networking, uh, looking at kind of network simplification, network automation, uh, and, and how really to deliver modern networking to meet the demands of, of today's enterprise I, I guess you know so because I think in a lot of cases we still spend a lot of our time when it comes to networking looking at the way we've traditionally done networking and wonder how we make it work in this kind of modern world so um so that's that's the topic of this week I think so it's a, it's a really interesting topic and it, it's something that came about from a kind of a chance meeting actually with the uh, the company that my um, guest this week works for uh, and I think they're doing some really interesting stuff in this space I wanted to share that with the tech interviews audience and um, so that's what we're going to do. And so to help me to do that, I'm joined by Rich Martin. Hi, Rich. Hi, Paul. Thanks for having me on. No, you're welcome. Uh, good to have you here. And uh, yeah, we've been discussing some of our technical recording challenges, because as you can see, Rich is a, a possessor of a mighty fine green screen. Um, so we've, we've been sharing some notes. Uh, my green screen's over there for um, for people who know my Loftis, uh, the, the little space that I do the show from. Um, so um, yeah, so but we're not going to talk about that. You'll all be pleased to know. Um so before we do start, though, Rich, why don't we uh, we take a minute uh, find out a little bit about
1: who you are and uh, what it is you do? Sure, uh, Rich Martin, senior technical marketing engineer at Itential. Uh That gives me the distinct pleasure of speaking with customers, potential customers, and folks like yourself. Podcasts, uh, you know, different industry events about what Itential does, we you know how we do it, and uh, especially in the world of networking, my 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 past comes from a you know a, a network engineer with a little bit of a programming background that spans, well, back into the 90s. So what, what we do at Itential is really, it hits home as part of one of my distinct uh, pain points growing through, you know, going through my, my career of how do you automate networking? And so being at Itential gives me some ability to like put that to rest and show people how this is going to be done now.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's really interesting that you you kind of pulled that up yourself, you know, because the moment you said that, I made a note here of that kind of programming background, because, you know, that's that's a hugely important part of the way that we're deploying modern infrastructure, I I think, you know, completely. And and today, we're going to focus on networking. uh, But we were talking before we started recording about how I'm seeing that kind of in my day to day role in data management, uh, how we see that in application modernization, you know, and it's an importance of this kind of automation and, and simplification space but so so maybe to start why don't we why, why don't we set the scene for for folk because obviously not everybody watching this show or listening to this show is uh you know spends all their time in networking you know so what's what's kind of the market look like today in terms of networking and what are some of the challenges that you're seeing enterprises having to deal with that that kind of makes it ripe for us to, to look at modernizing the way we deal with networking
1: okay that's a great um even if your audience isn't intimately familiar with the, the nuts and bolts of networking, they can surely uh, identify with having uh, maybe a, a slow process in getting networking going, right? So if, if they're part of a, of, a, of a team that's deploying an application, unfortunately, typically the network has been a bit of a bottleneck, you know? We can get all this stuff done because of automation or virtualization, but we get to the networking piece and you hit this, this brick wall and, and, and sometimes you wonder, like, why 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 is there a stop here? Everything else in technology is, is moving forward and can spin up and spin down on demand, it seems. What's going on with networking? Well, an interesting question. And so to, to really talk about the challenges, you have to understand that networking hasn't moved as fast in the world of automation. Uh, and I've lived through it. So I know I, I feel it distinctly personally. Uh, but here's the good news. The good news is that we're now starting to see the development of some really great tools, both open source, so for the kind of the do it do it yourself minded folks, and commercial tools and platforms. And so the, the current state of networking and the challenges challenges is how do we how do we take this network, which has actually grown more and more complex, you know, over time, especially in the last five, six years, uh in complexity in in terms of not just where networking specifically lies, like w- you can identify like data center networking is a specific type or branch office networking is a specific type. Uh, so we've seen this this, this networking kind of compartmentalize in a sense and within those compartments, those distinct domains of networking, there are new tools and controllers, right? So this has driven complexity um, through that. And uh, and so there's also this, this need for more networking. Um, I think about how easy it is to spin things up, whether it's you know an on-prem cloud or or you know a public cloud. Um there there's this idea like why can't we spin up networking, right? And so there's this great demand for more and more networking resources and, and services, uh, but without the tools to be able to address that, that's where the challenge is. And so this has been a growing challenge for some time now, but I think it's been accelerated with uh you know with the pandemic. we're seeing Networking teams who are struggling to do the most basic of tasks because of just just natural growth of networking and resources now have to shift and do other things and grow other parts of the network, like remote access for, uh, for users. Um, we have to grow that infrastructure, uh, you know, on, the, you know on, on, on a dime. We've got to turn on a dime and accelerate that. And then, you know, how do you do that as well as deal with all the other things? That are going on in your—I won't say legacy network, but in the network they're already aware of and they're already taking care of—and so there's there's complexity. There's more and more systems. There's more and more demand, and then there's very little that's been going on in network automation, both in strategy, uh, and tooling, and skill set. And so we've seen a huge acceleration in this problem just in the last, you know, the last six seven months.
0: Well, it's interesting you say that because actually one of the questions, as as you were talking it, I, I made a note of was, was this idea of have you seen the the, cha- the nature of networking and and the need to find new ways of managing and delivering change rapidly over Be- because you know the the network itself it feels well it has i mean it doesn't just feel like it does it the network itself has changed massively over the last kind of you know throughout 2020 you know that that let's talk mm-hmm. about it. in terms of covid response there's there's you know that's sure. the elephant in the room we may as well mention it um you know so rather than just having his trunk poke in the way um you know it's the but but i think that idea that, that networking not not only has the network complexity changed, but the demands have moved as well, you know. So so the yeah. idea that the that, that our network demands were focused on maybe kind of these concentrated hubs of users well, those h- hubs no longer exist in lots of instances. You know, those hubs have gone from. Yeah, you know, I, I I use the same figure every time. It's no no longer a thousand people in a head office. It's a thousand head offices with one person in. You know, right. and it's, it's it's what does that, um, you know, no, what 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 is the impact of that when it comes to managing networks and and delivering. Uh, you know, delivering technology effectively so so that that sounds like the kind of thing that you've you've seen hugely yourselves over over this year um and, and so so to so have you seen um so, so is that kind of um, is that demand inside of the enterprise changing as rapidly or is it taking some people by surprise are people still trying to trying to solve this problem traditionally and if they are trying to solve it traditionally what challenges is that presenting them with
1: So great questions. Um, is it taking them by surprise? I think in a sense, yes. Uh, because I think some of the idea that, that enterprise IT teams and especially networking teams were up against was, Hey, we'll we'll get there. We've got some, we've got some runway in this. Um, we'll get to the network automation piece. Uh, let's, you know, we've got some other strategic things going on. The networks are just the pipes. And so we'll get there. Um, that's rapidly changing. And I think good in a sense, because it's, 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 made people not only more aware of the problem, but thinking, hey, networks are critical. Networks aren't just pipes. In a sense, they are, but, but especially as we're moving more services and more applications to the cloud, like you said, you're, you, can't, you can't define a, a, a delineation, a demarcation of where your users are that's nice and clean. And networking folks, have, they'd love to have a demarcation point and say, here's where all my users are, right? This is the domain. Now it's just spread across everywhere. Your applications now could be in multiple clouds and you still need some, and here's what's interesting about that, is once you start and work services into the cloud, one part of that complexity is those network services are, are very different from the networking devices and how they operate. So not only how you manage them, but how you operate them, how you troubleshoot them is completely different. And this is a huge challenge for networking teams. And so, um, they're they're being forced now to be able to, to 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 you know deploy new services to take advantage of things like you know cloud native networking, expanding that, and um, you know some of them are doing it themselves, some of them are investing in platforms. I, you know ideally, we want to support both, and we do support both. Uh, but I think any solution needs to take a look at a couple of things. Number one, uh, what networking teams typically look at is how do we solve a very specific task, right? Because if you're if you're looking at the, the network engineer, he's got a backlog of a particular task that he's just trying to get off his plate. And a lot of times it's a very highly repeatable thing. And so there are a lot of tools, in, you know, open source, Python, um, you know, all kinds of things out there that help you automate maybe a particular task, but what you find quickly, and maybe this is something that's not so obvious to teams that are are getting engaged in the network automation world is that the task only buys you a particular advantage um, in time savings and things like that. You quickly learn that there's more to network automation than just that task. There are other systems you must integrate with, or you should integrate with to take the most advantage of it or other networking domains. And so, what becomes maybe something simple in a do-it-yourself mentality? Hey, if I could just automate these changes to this particular data center set of ports, well, you know, uh, I, you do gain some advantage here. That's great. But then I think what they they what they realize is like, hey, there's more to be had here. But now, since the network is so complex, I have to spend more time perhaps learning how to write code to interact with all these systems, to data between all of them, to finally do. The network automation that I need to do, and that's one of the challenges that they need to understand mm-hmm. as part of this journey. And that's what we hope to illuminate to them, because we've we've kind of pinpointed this throughout the, the years that we've been doing this, and seen where customers who are way ahead of the curve in their automation have run into this problem, and they they end up they end up tr- getting to a point in the do-it-yourself uh, mentality that's like, hey, this has become way too complicated. Is there a platform that we can invest in that basically now? makes that much more simpler for us to now just focus on building automations because at the end of the day, that's, that's what you want to do. You want to automate your network, different domains and the systems that you must interact with in order to provide a service or an application to a customer.
0: So Rich, I think that's, that's a fantastic point. And I think one of the notes I made kind of, as you, as you was talking was that, that, you know, we, we've talked about already kind of this year, 2020, and, and how uh, the, the, the demands on the network have changed. And I think what's really interesting is, yeah, absolutely the demands have changed. And the enterprise's need around the technology stack has changed that we want things more rapidly. You know, and we, we want things kind of on demand because that's what we've got used to. And all of this is making the networking infrastructure team's life much more complex as it goes. You know, So not only are we dealing with our, uh, our our data center networks and our wide area networks that we know and control, we've also started to do this thing in this lovely thing that we all like to call the cloud, um, which mm-hmm. comes with a whole bunch of networking challenges and and not only networking challenges for one cloud provider but if you're doing stuff in azure you're doing stuff in aws you're doing stuff in google you are doing something in ibm there's a whole bunch of different technologies and, and ideas that you need to kind of pick on so so um because i actually wasn't going to ask this initially but kind of as you was talking it made me think about it you know so so when we talk about integrating cloud in with this you know what, what what are some of those kind of challenges that cloud presents that that maybe you you've seen with your experience that that people have maybe struggled to grasp and, and, and get to grips with
1: Yeah, uh, we've seen seen plenty of that. Uh, Well, on a smaller scale, as as organizations as enterprise started deploying things into the cloud, um, networking was was really super simple. And and, you know, kudos to Amazon and Azure and uh, you know all the cloud providers for making it that simple. You had you know we'll use AWS as an example. You had a VPC which acts kind of as a as a switch, kind of as a router, but to a, but to a non-networking person, it's just how I connect all of my virtual machines together. Uh, to a networking person, that was kind of, they didn't even need to be involved in this conversation because AWS made it easy to click and, you, you know, it gives you a subnet and it, it all comes up. It's all automated. But what's been going on is now that we've seen more and more deployment into the cloud and multiple clouds, to your point, um, networking people have now had to, come into this conversation, they're, they, they're being asked to have a seat at the table finally, but they're being kind of clubbed over the head and it has been part of this cloud conversation. And as they start investigating how very specifically, how let's say something cloud, some cloud native network services in AWS operates, um, it, it's a completely different way, like there's no CLI, right? There, you know, it's point and click. So how do you troubleshoot this? Uh, If you can figure out how to troubleshoot it, it doesn't operate same way as you expect. And so there's this whole new criteria of trying to learn and understand these new concepts that operate kind of sort of like a network, but completely different. Um, And and so that's just weird dichotomy of of what they have to learn. And then as as these network, uh, the cloud network, you know, scales out, you have things like how do we connect multiple, you know, how do we scale out our VPCs to connect together? Um, that becomes complicated, uh, you know, and how do we do multiple on-prem connections, you know, through VPNs or other things. And now you're tying them together with like, things like BGP, which network guys absolutely understand. And so now they're being brought in to say, Hey, help us understand what's going on with this routing with BGP, how we connect all these things together. And so on one hand, it's very, it's very complicated for them. But on the other hand, at least they're getting a seat at the table and they're starting to have this conversation with folks who have already been in automation and developing automated, you know, that's the world they're living. And I think that's what we've needed. We've needed to have networking folks get exposed to this to understand that other point of view. But how do we enable these guys to start to work in that environment as quickly as possible?
0: Well, I think that's a great point. We'll, we'll kind of pick up on that in a second. And, but I, I just want to... So to the note I made there while... Uh, and I love this phrase. I'm, I'm going to steal this, Rich, if it's okay. Uh, okay. But, but that idea when we look at public cloud is that it looks like a network, but it's totally <laughs> different. Uh, that is just yeah. what you need, isn't it, as a networking guy? <laughs> oh, look, it looks like a network. Oh, no, it's totally different. So I, I need yeah, to now, yeah. now get to grips with that as well. So I think that's a, that's a great phrase. Uh, you know, and I think all these challenges come along with the idea of... <laughs> Organisations are demanding, and actually, our networks are growing at scale and at speed. You know, and we're we're trying to address all of these kind of problems, all of these challenges, in the context of at speed, at scale, and actually through 2020, trying to deal with this in this kind of whole brand new distributed way of working that so many of us now find ourselves in. So, you know, and it was something you kind of, like I say something you, you kind of touched on at the end of your answer there. So, to so what what kind of things are you seeing in the market now in terms of what are the, what are the kind of things that, that are beginning to change, or maybe what are the kind of things that need to change? So, so if I'm listening to this and I'm a kind of a networking guy, or I, I'm involved in my my organisation's cloud strategy or my my organisation's networking strategy, more to a point, what are some of the things that I should be thinking of, and, and some of the changes I should be looking to make?
1: Um, so, so there's, there's the technology piece of it. And then there's kind of the, uh, the strategy piece of it. And, you know, I think you need to have a strategy as to network automation. So the first thing is it's a critical resource. You know, we can't treat it like we did in past where it's, it's pipes and speeds and feeds. It's a critical resource that has evolved and will continue to evolve and continue to be more complicated, uh, as time goes on. That's the trend it's been on. There's really no there's really no no way to, to see that any other way. It's going to become more and more complicated, um, and so having an automation strategy to address that is key because you want to start looking at this as multiple domains. Think about a, a typical service or an application today for a remote user or even an on-site user. How many network domains is that going to is that going to pass through? How many systems? in order to bring that, that, that service up or down, IT systems like, a, like an IPAM or an ITSM system have to be integrated into that or should be integrated to that. Then that's the broader view of, of automation. So the strategy should include uh, identifying the systems that, that are going to be these different network domains, assuring that they can be automated and they will. Like network, it's, it's all about APIs nowadays and all modern controllers and orchestrators and systems will have APIs. Um, so that should be the approach. We need to have, you know, a, 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 the ability to use the API, leverage those across all of those systems and uh, a platform that allows us to easily do that. And so that's that's kind of like the strategic piece. And then the technical piece is there's all kinds of tools. Um, you might have a shop that, you know, that may have a, a bunch of unicorns. And what we mean by that is, you know, they're networking guys with programming backgrounds. Well, you know, that's rare. That's why they're unicorns. But... Um, they're going to use a specific set of tools, right? But, but most likely you're going to have some, some balance of network, really, really skilled networking guys with very little or maybe no programming background. And what's, what's valuable about them is, is all of that embedded knowledge of how networking works, but what they can't get mired down in is how to become programmers. And so the solution from a technical perspective is leverage the, the, the tools that exist all together and not say there's one way to do it from a single vendor that's probably not going to happen um and so we're always going to have complicated multiple tools multiple groups and bringing all of that together is the key to the automation strategy so it's tools and strategy
0: yeah and i think um you know again i you know some some great nuggets of quotes that you they sharing with me here rich as well and i think one of those again is about this idea of we can't you know if if we're looking to modernize the way we deliver things that we we can't do that modernization if we continue to think traditionally in in the way that kind of we, we approach the problem right. so so if we are think and, and that's true across the entire technology piece you know if we're thinking about traditional ways of delivering applications, traditional ways of managing data, traditional ways of you know kind of managing and implementing as you know, you've used the phrase a couple of times, the kind of the pipes, the speeds and feeds between everything. We we need to think about these things differently, you know, and and that idea and again, absolutely core I think, to most modernization is, is that thing you touched on about API driven, because API driven opens up so many possibilities to us it starts to kind of present a a standard way for us to, to do things almost right um you know and i think we, we talked about cloud early on you know and it certainly strikes me that that kind of api driven philosophy when it comes to cloud is is useful and if, and if you can find tools that abstract some of that that difficulty you know i i, I think there's some some huge value in that you know and it, i mean is that a kind of shift that you're seeing as well if we can abstract you know, how important do you think abstracting some of the complexity that underlines some of the networking stuff so that we can present a relatively simple and consistent interface up to our up to our networking team? So is is that something you see as an important trend as well? Oh, it's
1: absolutely critical. Um, you know, you started to see a lot of, of that, the concept of how do we abstract this through um, network controllers, that event. So if you're, if you're upgrading, a, you know, your data center network, it can probably be, be controlled with something that same vendor will sell you. And that does a a certain amount of abstraction typically to uh, build services and things like that. And so that, that, that's key because as things get more complex and especially if you have more devices, more network domains, being able to extract that and, and and federate that. And so federating is being able to talk to all these different systems in real time as an automation requires some amount of information so that you can get the, you know the most precise state of a of a device or a system at that time, so that you can have you know the the the, the most confidence in your automation, and that that's key as well. And so API is the enabler for all that, and um, you know that's that's something that uh, that is really critical going forward. That that you know networking teams understand, and and not and again like we need to help bring networking teams to the table because they're not fluent in speaking. Uh, Python and API, these, these are foreign things to them. So the abstraction for those guys is probably the most critical for that team because what we want is we want them to build automations and not focus on all of the other programming stuff. Um, you know, I've spoken to customers who have had to, you know, they're networking guys with a little bit of programming background and, you know, they'll spend tons of time just trying to figure out how to talk to a system, how to get a piece of information from that system so that they can go back and actually do the the automation. And so we want to abstract that and take that out. And that's and anywhere you can abstract and make it easy and simplified to do automation, that's that's a key component, absolutely.
0: And, and that for, you know, so to kind of introduce this and, and said, you know, obviously we were talking about this kind of networking topic, uh, and I'd kind of been made familiar or aware of what Itential, what uh, you know, the kind of space that you guys operate in. Um, you know we've not really talked particularly about what you guys do right now so so i would sure. like to dig into that a little bit and okay. you know so so just kind of think about what you just said you know so so is that is that really itential's goal which is to is to abstract the kind of underlying complexity so that we can, from from and, and, and from what I understand, it's kind of across the entire networking stack as well. This is not just about managing switches and routers. This is about kind of the, you know, across the whole piece, really. Um, uh, uh, but, it, but is the general aim, it, from an intentional point of view, to, to abstract that kind of complexity so that, as you said before, that your kind of network engineers can focus on delivery and automation and you kind of do the heavy lifting under the covers?
1: Yeah, that, that is, that is a, a key enabler and a key component to our solution. So what we've built is, is a platform that uh, can accelerate automation and deployment and management of network infrastructure um, across multiple domains. So, so what, we, what we recognize is that in every one of these domains, you're going to have a controller of some sort. Um, From that controller, there's gonna be an API available. And and we want to integrate with with all of these different controllers. If you think of those tools, right? These are all tools to manage your network. We want to integrate with all of that and then provide for the network engineer, the network architect, a very easy and simplified view of how to create a network automation across all of these domains. I can drop low code. We want to reduce the, the barrier to entry into automation. And uh, but but at the same time, the same platform because it's API first allows us to integrate with ITSM systems and you know other IT systems that ultimately should be part of an overall end-to-end automation strategy. Uh, if you're bringing up a, a service or you're taking a service down, and so that also allows other IT teams to come into the platform to build automation specific to uh, particular domains and their systems, and the DevOps team can then uh, also be part of this. And, and so now we're talking about having a seat at the table for your entire IT team, because what's the end goal? The end goal is to automate across all of the IT domain. That, and and, that's, and that's, a pl- that's why a platform is so important. And yes, um, part of that is abstraction, um, as part, of, as part as part of a key component to this.
0: So I, th- I think that, that use of the phrase, actually, platform at the end is, is really important, you know, and and, mm-hmm. and people who know me and, and have kind of seen some of the stuff that I, I've done in the past where with where, where a focus on data, you know, it's kind of the, the day-to-day job, is I talk about that quite a lot. And, and, I, and I think for very similar reasons, you know, a, a, traditionally maybe when we've talked about data we've talked about the plumbing you know we've talked about a data storage some some kind of enterprise array you know wh- whoever that might be by um but that's not how you build a data strategy you know a data strategy includes a whole bunch of things on top in terms of insight management intelligence automation um and it sounds very much that, that you guys have taken a very similar approach to that with networking you know networking is not about switches and routers networking is about management. It's about intelligence. It's about the ability to respond. It's about automation. Um, you know, is, is that, I suppose, is that accurate? You know, is, 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 uh, you know, I thinking about you guys in, in kind of the right way there.
1: No, that's correct. That's correct. So in terms of, of, of all of that, yes. Uh, as a platform, we want to do as quickly as possible, build integrations, uh, provide integrations, or even allow our customer to do their own integrations through, uh, API tools. Uh, so that they're not even relying on us to build the the integrations into their different IT systems. We we, we make those open source, we make those available uh, because we don't want that. To us, it's about velocity too, right? How quickly can we bring a customer into the world of automation once once they've deployed our our platform? And so being able to download what we call adapters, which are integrations into your network controllers, your ITSM systems, and then at the same time, uh, publishing pre-built Uh, automations so that they can do things like, and these are very simple, repetitive tasks for network engineers, software upgrades, uh, you know, turning up ports, firewall rule changes. We make these, these automations available to them so that they can also download them into the platform and get started immediately. Um, and so, yes. And then making all of the, the API calls, think of it as a, as a palette where you can now see it, 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 reveals all the API calls that have been integrated in the system so now you can drag them and drop them into a cam- canvas build an automation from scratch or down or download one of our builds and start extending it and so a network engineer now gets to sit down and take a look at the process that he thinks of so so think about the prechecks and the postchecks that a network engineer would uh, typically have as part of a of a process of bringing something up now they can start to work focus and work strictly on that and not necessarily on writing code or, you know, which which Python libraries do I need to import here and how does all that work.
0: So I think that, I mean, that last point, again, I, I think it's a really important one because it, it, it's that kind of shift on f- from a network engineering point of view, thinking about outcomes, you know, it's that focus on outcomes, not focusing mm-hmm. necessarily on. The, the nuts and bolts of how it's done, but focus on how we want to get there. And because we've simplified kind of the, the nuts and bolts. So, well, look, before, before we kind of wrap up with how people can find out more about Itential, because I, I think it's, you know, as I, I say, you know, I, I kind of got introduced to your technology a few weeks back. And, you know, I think it's an interesting platform. And I think you're doing some really interesting stuff. And, and I think people who've listened to the show will want to go and check that out. Um, but if we just step back, we, we, we started at the beginning talking about some of the challenges that we see day to day and some mm-hmm. of the things that need to change. So, if, I, if I'm watching the show or listening to the show, and i'm kind of heading up my networking strategy or or i'm an it pro and i'm looking at some of the networking challenges that that we see in whatever enterprise it is i work for you know would you be able to give kind of a couple of tips of what what are the first things somebody should do if they're looking to modernize kind of the way they approach networking in the enterprise
1: um it, it, that, that, that's an interesting question because there's a lot of routes and avenues you can go down. I think what most customers look for as part of, you know, maybe their first steps into automation is up is updating their infrastructure to something, you know, controller-based. You know, a perfect example is like SD-WAN. You can't buy SD-WAN without a controller because that affords a certain amount of automation. Um, but what you'll find is that, that we call that maybe the 8 to 10% problem. In order to bring up a new SD-WAN customer, that's maybe 8% to 10% of the automation effort that could be done. And so having the broad view of saying, okay, this is maybe where we start, but this is not where we end. We end, you know, maybe there's no end because as we continue to add more systems and things get complicated, but we have to have a way to to extend this, not only to multiple networking domains, but then the multiple systems in an end-to-end process. And so that should be top of mind. Again, that's part of the strategy of network automation is saying, Let's not fix just a task, let's start there and let's move this out because an application is going to extend to multiple domains to multiple systems as part of bringing it up, bringing it down or just management over time.
0: So I always like to give people a question where there's 75 different responses that you could have given. So um, <laughs> so I like the one you've chosen. That that's a good response. So well, look, Rich, as we as we wrap up, kind of time wise here, um, you know, I've, I've said before, I think people need probably should go and check out what Intentional are doing because I, I think some really interesting stuff. So so if people do want to do that, they want to find out more about Intentional, or maybe they want to come and hunt you down online. Uh, what what some good ways they can come and do that?
1: Well, in order, you know, to get more information, I, our website is probably the first stop, Intentional dot com. Um, you can email us at info.itential.com and they, you know, if you ask for me, they'll they'll find me for sure. Um, if you're interested in how we do things, and especially some of the, you know, the adapters and the uh, pre-built automations, go to Uh That is our developer website. In fact, we have all of our documentation readily available. We're really proud to be able to expose all of that without any kind of, you know, secret passwords or anything like that. Uh, so we we want everybody to to understand like how we work and why we do the things we do. Um, And then from there you can take a look at our GitLab repository if you're really geeky and you want to check out how we do things behind the scenes. And then uh, Twitter is at itential.
0: Yeah, you see, we'll if, you, if, if you've not got a Git repository, you're not even a company anymore, are you? That's uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's important we have that. So, um, you know, it's, it's one of those other things. If you're not doing that in technology, you're even in technology anymore. Um, so, um, but Rich, uh, yeah, I think that's fantastic. Uh, you know, I say, I, I think that's covered a lot of interesting ground. Uh, and I say, I think the work kind of, you know, your team at Itential are doing is really interesting. But, you know, even if people don't see Itential as a solution necessarily for them, I'm sure many of them will. The, the ideas around kind of the approach and, and the way that we, we go about rethinking how we look at networking, you know, I, I think is hugely important. So so thanks for sharing your experience. Really appreciated it. Uh, really enjoyed the chat. So Rich, uh, thanks, thanks for being on Tech Interviews and uh, look forward to having you on again sometime in the future. Thanks very much. Oh, thank you very much, Paul. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed that. For show notes, pop over to techstringy.com. We'll also find all of our previous Tech Interviews episodes. And if you've got an idea for a show would like to appear as a guest, then why not email me at podcast at techstringy.com. Our next show is going to be a couple of weeks away, but it will be our last show of 2020. So to make sure you catch it, why not subscribe? You can subscribe in all good homes of podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher and Spotify. And of course, you can subscribe to the video version over on YouTube. So until next time, thanks for listening.